0: Good morning to everyone. I want to welcome all of you this morning to Boomer Church of Christ Sunday morning worship service. We welcome those who are watching at home through live stream. We're, we're glad that you tune in to us each Sunday morning at this time. I'm going to tell you, I'm highly impressed with this congregation this morning. It, it's it, it's great to be able to stand here and. See the vision going on and the people coming in the doors. And so I just feel like today we're, we're back on track for sure. I believe we're going to have the largest attendance we've had in a long time. So we're, we're thankful for that. Let's pray, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the, the beautiful day you've given us. We thank you that you've given us good health that we can assemble together today. We're so thankful to be able to be together to see all of our people. And Father, it's it's a real joy to hear the excitement that there between them when we're at assembly. And Father, we pray today that we can worship you in a way that would be pleasing to you. We pray for the, those who are going to be involved in conducting the service today. And Father, we're, we're so thankful for the day that we have to come together and we pray that we can always have that freedom as a way of knowing that we can always worship and father we give you thanks for the many blessings that we have through this congregation it's in jesus name we pray amen
1: First song this morning, number 797, 797. <clears throat> they won't go ahead and get your books out just in case. Sing the first, second, and fourth verse. It's all sing together. Lord, we come before thee now. now. prayer this morning, number 794. Unto <clears throat> the oh, Lord, you have lifted up my soul.
2: believers just father wanting to make sure that we thank you for for all your many blessings and there's so many so numerous you're an amazing God you're an awesome God we're so thankful for you we're so thankful for just all that you've done for us and we want to make sure we glorify you this morning and father we as we come together to worship you and sing these praises and say these prayers and read your scripture Father as we give later this morning we take the Lord's supper our prayers that will clear our hearts will focus on you that we'll use this time to make sure you know how awesome you are and that and that we're here to worship you in spirit and in truth Father I'm as we stand here as we pray to you we we also have so many that are on our hearts and minds that that we want to pray for the list is Innumerable and, and, and Father, I, as a congregation, as we lift these individuals up to you now, as we think about those folks, as those who are hurting, those who may have lost loved ones, those who may be sick or afflicted in some way, Father, we just we just pray for them, and we're thankful that that we know that you know their needs, and we're thankful, Father, that that you understand what needs to happen in their lives. And of course our prayers that you'll use us and that we'll be your servants and we'll minister to them. Father, we as a congregation, or I wanna pray for this congregation, that you'll be with every individual as, as we try to serve you, as we try to, to live for you and to bring others to you. And Father, we know this world is uncertain at times, but we're so thankful that you're in control. And for that, we want to also give you thanks. As, we, as I close this prayer, I want to make sure that we pray for forgiveness. And Father, that you'll just, you'll be with us because I know that we fall short from time to time. But we're so thankful for Jesus Christ. We're so thankful for his sacrifice. And Father, we're so thankful for the blood that cleanses us and the fact that we have a hope of eternity with you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
1: I'd like to mark the Psalm Invitation be number 927. 927. Psalm before our scripture reading and lesson this morning, number 448. 448. If it's convenient for you, you please stand as we sing the song. <coughs> Love one another, for love is of God. He who loves is born of God, and knows God, he who does not love. God is 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 love. Oh my God is love. God is love. God is love. God is love. God is love, God is love God is love Oh, my God is love 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 God is love, oh my, God is love, God is love, God is love. You said it.
3: I'll be reading to you this morning from Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. In this manner, therefore, pray Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. The kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen
4: beautiful song service this morning it's a joy to be able to assemble like we have today to worship god and it's already been worth it to have been here already appreciate the way you've joined in our song service today. It's so encouraging and uplifting, and we're so glad and honored to have each of you here uh, for our service here at Boonville this morning. I know we have visitors today, and you are our honored guest, and we especially uh, want to welcome you this morning. I hope that you won't rush off too quickly, but give us a chance to, to say hello and to express our appreciation to you for being here this morning. As you can tell this morning, I'm not Ken. My hair's a little more curly than probably his is. But uh, anyhow, uh, we want to remember Ken and Anita and their family in our prayers. He's home dealing with COVID and uh, he's doing, I think, better. But uh, we still want to pray for them and for others that are at home and dealing with various kinds of illnesses. Uh, Yesterday or this past week, uh, a tragedy uh, struck uh, a family here at Boonville, uh, Chandler and Janna Beard's home uh, burned uh, and everything was lost. You know, they say that losing a house is just about like losing a loved one, and I can see where that would be true. Your personal belongings, many things that can simply never be replaced with any amount of money. But they lost everything in a house fire and there's a basket in the foyer that uh, if you are willing to contribute maybe gift cards or uh, monetary uh, cash or checks or anything that you can do to help uh, with their specific needs you're encouraged to do so that uh, gift basket is on the welcome table in the foyer. And uh, we need to reach out and not only encourage them, but try to do what we can to help them financially. I hope the law plan to be back tonight at 5 o'clock. We've got great Bible classes here at Boonville, and uh, we hope you'll make your plans to be here for one of those tonight. We'll get started with kids seeing at 5, and then we'll have classes for all ages, and we would encourage you to make your plans to come and be with us. You know, prayer is a vital part of our spiritual lives before God. Without prayer, we fail to bring ourselves into the full enjoyment of the blessings of God's kingdom. Conversing with our Lord is what prayer is all about. But as easy as it should be, prayer is something that all of us on occasion be good company. For example, I'm reminded of a man in the Old Testament named Job. Job said in Job 23 and verse 8, Behold, I go forward, but he, that is God, is not there. And backward, but I cannot perceive him. On the left hand where he does work, but I cannot behold him. He hides himself on my right hand, and I cannot see him. Job said, I look backward, I look forward. I look to the left, I look to the right, and I can't find God anywhere, even though I know he's working in my life. But isn't this the man that God described in Job chapter 1 as a perfect and upright man? Nonetheless, Job struggled in his prayer life. Or I think about a great man in the Old Testament named David who wrote in Psalms 13 and verse 1, How long will you forget me, O Lord, forever? How long will you hide your face from me? But isn't this the man that the Bible described in Acts chapter 13 as the man after God's own heart? But you see, Even this great man struggled in his prayer life. Or think about the apostles for just a minute. You know, they were miracle workers. They were preachers of the gospel. They were co-workers with Jesus. They were the 12 men who were closest to Jesus in his life than anybody living at that particular time. And yet... They came to Jesus on one occasion and said, Lord, teach us to pray. They struggled with their prayer life too. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26, Likewise, the Spirit bears with our infirmities, for we know not how to pray as we ought. And here when the Bible says we know not how to pray as we ought, we're not surprised when we on occasion struggle with our prayer life. But you know the good news is the Lord does teach us, just like he taught the apostles how to pray. So I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 6, and they're beginning in verse 9. I want us to notice there the Lord's instructions about prayer, we're going to look down through verse 12. Jesus there said, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. In these few words we find no less than four things that we need to say when we pray. These are four three-word statements which are in paraphrase of what Jesus is teaching in this passage. These are four things that can help us when we pray. These four things will help improve our relationship with God because You see, they improve our communication with God. And these are principles that we need to vitally understand. We need to live these out in our everyday lives. What are the four things? What do we say when we pray? First of all, we say, Father, you're very special. After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed. That's the first thing that you say. Hallowed be your name. Literally, it means separate, different, holy be your name. I think it's very easy to remember what the word hallowed means because it's so very similar to that word halo. You know, we think of a halo as being a a round circle above the head of various individuals in pictures, symbolic of their goodness. This individual's different. This individual is distinct from all mankind because this individual wears a halo. Halo, distinct, hallowed, different, separate, holy. Hallowed be your name. That's a concept that comes from the old Testament, which says in Exodus 20 and verse seven, you shall not take the name of the Lord, your God in vain or Leviticus chapter 19 verse 12, you shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shall you profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. Or you think about Psalms chapter 111 and verse 9, which says, Holy, separate, different, holy, and reverend is his name. Then I think about what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15. The Bible says, For thus says the high and lofty one, who inhabits, Eternity, whose name is holy. Think about that. God inhabits eternity. Now, you and I, we inhabit this earth for a brief while, don't we? We have our dresses in this town, in this community. Thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is Holy, different, separate, holy. You see, Jesus begins by saying, whenever you pray, you remember the very name of God is hallowed. We find over in Leviticus chapter 22 and verse 32, neither shall you profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed. Among the children of Israel, I am the Lord which hallow you. The Lord told his people here, I want you to hallow me because I have hallowed you. God said, you're special to me. You're a people that I've set apart to be different for me. And now I want to be special. I want to be set apart. I want to be somebody that is different to you and So let me ask you this morning, and I want you to listen very carefully. When you pray, do you praise? Father, you're very special. But there's something else that we need to say when we pray, and that is, Father, you're in control. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done in heaven and also on earth. God, you're in control. It's your kingdom and you're the king and you're in control. And I want to live my life every single day knowing that you're in control. You have authority. Your will be done. Remember the words of Jesus when he said in Matthew seven and verse 21, not everyone who says unto me, Lord, Lord shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father, which is in heaven or in Matthew chapter 12 and verse 50, Jesus said, whosoever shall do the will of my father in heaven, the same as my brother and my sister and my mother. Or think about Romans 12 and verse 2, which says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 3 says, This is the will of God, even your sanctification. Or 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 18 says, In everything give thanks for... This is the will of God concerning you. And on and on we could go with the New Testament constantly directing our attention to the will of God. You see, people today, they don't reject the Bible because it contradicts itself. People today reject the Bible because it contradicts them. But whenever you and I get on our knees and pray, that attitude ought never to be there. Rather, our attitude always needs to be, Father, your will be done. Father, you're in control. And so let me ask you this morning, when you pray, are you as expressly concerned about what God wants as you are about what you want? How many times in our prayers do we make our request known to God as Philippians 4 and verse 6 teaches? But in contrast to that, how many times do we echo the words of Jesus in Gethsemane who said, nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. God, you are in control. I need to live my life every single day with the knowledge that God is in charge, that he is in control. And so I pray, Father, you're very special. Father, you're in control. But there's a third thing that we need to say when we pray, and that is, Father... I trust you. You know, it's very interesting to me that in this passage, three of the basic needs of man are alluded to and those things that we depend on God for. Give us this day our daily bread. That's our physical needs. Forgive us of our debts. That's our emotional needs. Deliver us from the evil one. That's our spiritual needs. And so it is that the basic needs of man are those things that we depend on God for. You know, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to keep my head above water financially? Father, I trust you. How can I live with the mistakes of yesterday, the decisions that I made that certainly wasn't good yesterday? Father, I trust you. What about the battles that I face with the devil tomorrow? Father, I trust you. You know, how can I handle the pressure that I feel round about me? It just seems like everything is crumbling upon me. It just seems like I can't cope anymore. Father, I trust you. And isn't it interesting that not only the three most basic needs of man, but all three dimensions of time are alluded to in these words. Give us this day, this day, our daily bread. That's the present, the here and the now. Forgive us of our debts. That's yesterday. Deliver us from the evil one. That's tomorrow. How do I live with yesterday? I trust God. How am I possibly going to make it through today? I trust God. How am I going to even think about, much less dream about, tomorrow? I trust God. Or do I? You know, I looked up the word trust in the concordance, and I came to Job chapter 8 and verse 14 which speaks of those individuals that reject God and notice what it says in Job 8 and verse 14 you ought to take note of this it says whose hope shall be cut off whose trust shall be a spider's web now I'm fascinated by spider's webs but I certainly don't like them, but I do enjoy watching them and it's very interesting, isn't it, to watch a spider spin its web and once it's finished, maybe you walk over and just barely touch it and you watch that that spider's web vibrate <clears throat> with the very slightest of touch. But what happens when you don't see a spider's web and you walk into it? Well, you learn, you know how much karate you know, right? You're up to date. That, that thing's demolished and you're a mess too. Well, those who reject God, the Bible says their trust is like that spider's web. And As I read through the Bible, I find a variety of spider's webs that people trust in. For example, there were those in Bible times that trusted in horses and chariots. You know, military might and power. It's a spider's web. You know, there are those that trust in riches and wealth, having financial security, being self-sufficient in retirement, it's a spider's web. There are those that put their trust in beauty, in physical appearance. Again, it's a spider's web. There are those that may put their trust in a neighbor, It's a spider's web. And there are many who simply put their trust in themselves. It's a spider's web. Better than all these things, the Bible says in Proverbs 3 and verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your steps. That right there, my friend, is no spider's web. How we need to place our faith and our confidence in the Almighty God. And when we pray, when it comes to our physical, our emotional, our spiritual needs, we pray, Father, I trust you. I don't know how I'm going to continue to deal with this family problem that I'm having to deal with. I don't know really how I can handle what I'm dealing with financially. I just don't see any way through it. But Father, I trust you with my physical needs. Father, I don't know how that I'm going to face tomorrow. I don't see how I need to set a course for my future. But Father, I trust you with my spiritual needs, be it yesterday, today or tomorrow father I trust you and so when I pray I say father you're very special father you're in control father I trust you and may we seriously contemplate and consider these great truths but last of all this morning What do we say when we pray? Well, the last is the hardest. When we pray, we always need to be found saying, Father, I'm sorry. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Matthew 6 and verse 14 says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you your trespasses. I am sorry. You know, there was a sign in a tailor shop, and it said, We mend everything but broken hearts. It caught the interest of a passerby, and he walked in and said, Well, you know, where do you go? to mend a broken heart. Well, the tailor said, you know, go back outside and read the fine print. And so the man went back out and looked at the sign, and the sign had in small print in the bottom right-hand corner, Psalms 34. And there the Bible says in Psalms 34 and verse 18, the Lord is near unto them that are of a broken heart. He saveth such that be of a contrite spirit. You know, being broken up on the inside, out of contrition, weeping over sin in my life. You see, that's the kind of person that God sees. That's the kind of person that God gives attention to. And so when we pray, we need to pray, Father, forgive us of our debts. I am sorry. You know, there are a variety of Greek words that are translated and used for sin in the Bible. Two of them, interestingly, are found in this passage. The first is translated debt, and that's exactly what it means. It means something that you owe, and in reality, when it comes to sin, sin is a debt that we owe And it's one that we cannot ever repay. Because you see, the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23. But God, by his plan, he stepped in. He said, let's substitute. And therefore, Jesus came and was sent by God. He gave his life. He gave his blood on Calvary for your sin and my sin. He died that awful death, the just for the unjust. He hung there on that old rugged cross and he took my place. That's why the Bible says in Romans 5 and verse 8, but God commends his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, Jesus came and he paid the debt that we could never pay. And so I can pray, Father, forgive me of my debt. Forgive me of my debt of having wronged you. And I can pray that because of the blood of Jesus, which paid the debt that I could never pay. Now, another word found in this passage for sin is translated trespass. And literally that word means to slip across. Here's a line that God has drawn in the sand. And that line is what God says in the Bible. And there are times in our lives when we out of rebellion, we just step across that line. Oh, I know what you said, Lord. I know what you've drawn, Lord, but no, not for me. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to make my own decisions. I, I'm going to live life the way <clears throat> I want to live it. That, the Bible, caused transgression. But there are other times when we just kind of slip up. We're trying our best, but we just slip over that line and we're less than what God would have us to be. Now that, the Bible, calls trespass. And I am so thankful that my great God is willing to forgive me of those slip-ups. And so I need to be constantly found saying to God, I am sorry. And so what do I say when I pray? Father, you're very special. We need to praise. Father, you're in control. We need and we must remember his precepts. Father, I trust you. I trust you with my past, my present, and my future. We need to set his providence in motion. Father, <coughs> I am sorry. We need to seek his pardon. Now I'm going to ask you, if you will, to... Read these words of instruction with me one more time. And I want you to notice today, and you might want to write this down, how in particular they emphasize the God that we serve. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father who art in heaven, there's God. Hallowed be your name, there's God's greatness. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. There's God's governing prowess. Give us this day our daily bread. There's God's gifts. Forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. There's God's grace. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's God's guidance. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. That's God's glory. I believe these are great words to remember whenever we struggle with what to say when we pray. You know, in response to thousands of letters asking how they could become great authors like Carl Sandburg, Sandburg replied, solitude and prayer and go from there. You know, that's pretty good advice, isn't it? We need to find ourselves spending time in solitude and in prayer to God and go from there. You know, isn't it remarkable to see how these words of instruction begin and then notice how they end? You know, these words of instruction begin with our Father. You see, if you and I do what the New Testament teaches us to do, then God is our Father. Galatians 3 and verse 26 says, For you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You know, when my faith becomes active to the point that I'm willing to repent and I'm willing to turn away from my sin and confess the name of Jesus that he is the Son of God, then I need to be baptized Immersed in water for the remission of sins, then I become a son or a daughter of God. And I can get on my knees and I can know that God is my father. And then notice how these words of instruction conclude with forgiveness. Because you see, if God's your father, forgiveness is your gift is that a gift that you're enjoying right now while together we stand and sing
1: Why I'm
3: Your hand, and the ushers will bring you one. This morning I'll be reading Matthew chapter twenty six, beginning in verse twenty six. And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks, and he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. This morning, let's uh, focus our hearts and minds on remembering. Bow with me. Dear God, we thank you so much for this bread which represents Jesus' body as he hung there on the cross. We pray this morning that we take this bread in a manner that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Likewise, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this cup, which represents the blood that Jesus shed on the cross. We pray that we take of this cup in a manner that's pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we uh, have an opportunity to give. There's several ways that we can give. Please bow with me as we pray. Dear God, we come to you this morning so thankful that you saw us through another week, that you've blessed us with health, and God, that you've blessed us with jobs that we get to go to. and Hopefully spread your word to others by the way that we live our lives and conduct ourselves. And God, we're just thankful this morning for the abundance of material blessings that you have given us. God, we all know and acknowledge that every single thing we have is given to us by you. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
5: Good morning. One moment.
2: There's a couple of things I'm excited about, and I hate I'm still in, because uh, I know Jerry's just as excited as I am. Uh, but I wanted to put a little bit more, maybe, information regarding the last leaders announcement that's in your bulletin. That's one thing I'm excited about because uh, it's ongoing. We got a lot of people working to, to train our young people to be leaders in the in the in the church. And but convention's almost here, and so with that, um, there's a couple things that we need. One is we got to finalize registration tomorrow. So Miss Jimmy has been kind, or others have been kind, to set up a table uh, in the foyer. Would you please check and just ensure that the things that your your young person has signed up for is accurate because we got to make sure it's in the system accurate tomorrow and then on top of that I hope you know how blessed we are that the elders have decided to put so much emphasis on this program that quite frankly it's of little cost to you and uh, but with that you know we're, we're fixing to write a check <laughs> and uh, we just need to make sure that uh, we do ask for a deposit for half of the deposit just to make sure that um, if, you, if you can do that today, we, we re- would really appreciate that. We've done that in years past, and and we just want to continue that on as uh, we try to finalize plans for last leaders. So thank you for letting me put some context on that. Please do that for us today. And then the second thing I'm excited about is because that picture right there is actually Brandon Hancock. Um, if you look at him today, he doesn't look like that. Um, I'm I'm really excited that that young man actually found somebody who I feel really good it's gonna it's gonna take care of him uh, for the long term and uh, I I never thought I would have somebody I called a son have a man and woman shower but there is one today and uh, so many of you I've heard Brandon say on multiple occasions if it wasn't for this church he doesn't know where he would be and you raised him and uh, quite frankly I hope you'll take a chance to come in meet his future bride and their amazing family that's back there in the back, okay? Thank you very much. Sorry, I stole your announcements, Jerry. Oh, that's fine. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, We have 302 in the
5: building this morning. Also, we have 39 watching online, and we have four listening on the phone. So that's uh, 345. So those uh, watching, thank you, and, and we look forward to seeing you come worship with us. Also, if you're at home or if you just don't know, remember you can go to boonvillecoc.com and you can download a bulletin and you can learn a lot about what's going on here uh, now and, and in the future. And also, if you like, if you don't have one emailed to you, get with Jimmy and she can put you on the uh, email list to have that bulletin emailed to you. So we all need to stay informed. I guess that's why they call it the informer. So. Just keep that in mind. Um, I have a card to read. Dear church family, it's easy to say thank you, but harder to let you know just how much your thoughtfulness was appreciated. There are so many wonderful people whose thoughtfulness means so much to us. The food, the calls and the cards were all appreciated. We hope you realize that this gratitude comes from the heart. We love you all, Ben and Joanne. And we love you too, Ben and Joanne. Uh, I think, well, I think Aaron mentioned uh, some of the stuff on here, so it really messed me up. But of course, we have to leaders practice today. The fourth grade puppet team will meet in the TAC following morning service. Lunch will be provided. Song leading at 345 in the Little Chapel. Songs of Praise at 345, room 209, and Bible Bowl practice at 415. And uh, gifts will be Wednesdays at 545. And Aaron just filled everybody in on the uh, registration and the verification of what we're participating in. So, with that being said, let's uh, pray before we are dismissed. Heavenly Father, we're so grateful to have had this opportunity to come together today. We love each other, and most of all, Father, we love Thee. And we're so thankful that You gave Your Son to make everything possible. Father, we understand that being able to pray to Thee is an undeserving privilege. and Father, You give us that privilege so when we do pray to Thee, Father, may we do it every day. May we do it respectfully, sincerely, lovingly, thankfully. And always keep in mind that we don't deserve it. Father, we love you so much and we're so thankful for everything and so thankful for your son. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.